Jeannie Flavelle's Hot Commodity Podcast Series. Empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Mike Coughlin, President and CEO of McKinney Flavelle, and today is March 4th, 2022, and welcome to our Hot Commodity Podcast Series. I'm joined by Kevin Combs, Vice President of McKinney Flavelle. Hello, Kevin. How are you? Hello, Mike. Hello, everybody. I'm doing great. Happy Friday to you, Kevin. Happy Friday. Oh, man, that's going to be a great weekend. a long week, (laughs) you know. I'll tell you, being at the Sweetener Colloquium, and and we missed you on the podcast for Tuesday. But, uh, yeah, you're probably still catching up and recovering like me. Still catching up and recovering. I think recovery is the optimum word because it's dry down there. Yes, it is dry in Tucson. It it was very dry, but it was beautiful. It was uh, pretty to see. I trying to still figure out how everybody gets water down there, but, uh, you know, they get water and you definitely had to drink a lot of water down there. Yes. And, and I also forgot you're supposed to wear a hat when you're yes. outside. Yes. Well, especially when you're follically challenged. Yes. Like myself. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm looking at top and I think I just scheduled you an appointment for the dermatologist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I need dermatologist, yeah. but I might need yeah. some skincare. There you go. Yes. Uh, well, Kevin, like I said, uh, I thought, uh, you know, we missed you on Tuesday. Uh, I thought what we would do is all, we'll call it all things sugar. Right. So uh, why don't we talk a little bit about what's happening in the sugar market, some uh, things that you're watching, and then also just any perspective from the sweetener colloquium that uh, we haven't mentioned before. And uh, we'll just go from there. How's that sound? Sounds good. All you right. Know, I think uh, a lot of people are looking for answers as to what's going to happen and what direction. And, and right now, the ball's kind of in the USDA's court. You know, we're through February. Most of the production is wrapped up at this point. We have, you know, pretty strong ideas. You know, USDA's production numbers are pretty good from February. And so, well, obviously, we're looking at a 14.7% stocks to use ratio today. But as we know, March, they reset that again. And I don't think we got any real indications there of any upcoming policy changes or anything. So, you know, they're going to lower Mexico come uh Losty and reassess. They'll bring the stocks to use ratio down, assuming there's no other surprises or anything we're we're not aware of. But uh, they still got that one thing to uh, look at carefully is the TRQ because they're mm-hmm. showing a 250,000 ton deficit there, and a lot of that's the Philippines. And uh, it's going to be interesting how that plays out and how the USDA does it. Do they leave that at 252 in the next WASTI and in that case leaves Mexico uh, at a better number or make any changes? And, of course, come April 1st, then USDA can start uh, playing with things. And, you know, I think it's going to take a while, though. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any commentary as far as um, the management? Uh, I, we saw some new faces down there at the colloquium. Does that kind of make you feel that uh, they may not do something in April or you just kind of, I know that's a little question. I think the April's probably (laughs) out of it. I don't think that's going to come into play. I think they're going to need to assess things closer and it usually takes a while. Again, they got to give feedback from all our trade partners on TRQ, et cetera, before they uh, do anything. So yeah, I think May or June sometime around there is the more likely scenario, but you know, they will and they have reassigned all the shortfalls in past years. Again, it's just, I think with the Philippines, are they going to hand that over quickly or how's that going to play out and making mm-hmm. sure all that sugar comes in to narrow that 
down. And that's probably a little slush fund for a USDA when they look at how closely or how tightly they want to manage the stocks to use ratio at 13 and a half percent. You know, my yeah. guess is given where prices are strong and what's taking place, there's probably a little pressure to ease things up a little bit if they can. So I think I think that could be an area of play. And you've talked about raw sugar uh, inventory and availability still being very tight. We're still seeing a lot of uh, tier two sugar uh, being priced out and coming in. So, yeah, there's certainly some reasons to do that. Definitely. Yep. Lots of tier two sugar. It's all a wonderful thing. But, you know, the, the other thing I'm looking at from the colloquium was just activity, Mike. And yeah. I don't think we really saw any activity or business being that's contracted. exactly right. That's exactly right. There was a lot of uh, uh, pushing things out. There was activity uh, in some cases on the golf course. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. I, I don't gamble, I, so I, 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 yeah. I didn't have any activity <laughs> in that respect. But you know, I think that you know, you look back in the last ten years and what, what's what's um, how the colloquium has impacted the next crop bookings, and you know, we've had some years recently where you know people were waiting, waiting, waiting. Uh, you had years where people did stuff at the colloquium and it really kind of set things in motion. Uh, but yeah, it was a lot of, uh, yeah, pretty much, you know, I got the feeling that most, uh, sugar companies are still not quite ready to really mm -hmm. come out and, and do it. They give some price indications and well, here's where I think we are going to be FOB, that type of thing. Yeah, I think there's some customers out there that are entertaining putting out RFPs very soon. And, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if you start seeing quotes traded about as soon as next week, yeah. uh, which is early. But there's there was definitely two camps of thought. The, hey, sugar's only going to be up 5 or 6%, considering yeah. everything else I'm dealing with, especially when you look at grains and how much trouble they're having getting ingredients uh, mm -hmm. of certain uh industries that i think people are are saying sugar might be one of those things given the way the program's working given the volatility in all the other markets that they're going to say hey let's just get this one done and get it done quickly whereas you know like you're saying years past it's like oh these prices are high when you look yeah. at the industry structure prices are high yeah Maybe they're going to have a big B crop and maybe there's going to be some pressure on prices with that. And we should see if we can get prices down. But, you know, waiting that out till July or August, where we kind of saw the market bottoming out uh, two, three years ago. I think a lot of people may not have the patience for that, given sure. what's going on out there. Sure. And, and just supply security, locking things in having visibility, making sure that the suppliers know exactly what you need, when you need it, uh, so you don't get to a point where uh, you don't have sugar for that plant. So uh, I think that's more important than, uh, well, price is important, but looking at the uh, supply chain and security of supply is is even more important right now. Well, that's, you know, that's one thing going for the sugar industry, I think, relatively speaking. You know, we've had some minor hiccups here or there, of course, everyone's having transportation issues and lining up drivers, especially when you get into the bulk liquid tankers or bulk tanker uh, type of business. But when you look at it, sugar, you know, basically you need beets, you need cane, mm -hmm. you don't have a ton of inputs within the refineries or production facilities to produce the sugar. So 
sugar's generally out there are still available and knock knock uh you know let's hope that continues you know with a reasonable stocks to use ratio a reasonable transition period you know it doesn't seem like we're going to have any uh any problems getting and finding sugar so we do have that going for us with sugar. excellent 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 okay anything else before we uh let people go on with their weekend I think that's it. Okay, let's, great. Let's go weekend. And I have to throw in one last word oh, here because we uh, March March Madness coming uh. up. And <laughs> I'm not sure Kentucky's the best team, but they're looking strong. Yeah, and, okay. uh, you yeah. know, they're, they're one of the 10 or 12 teams I think can win it. So go Wildcats. There you go. Hey, and I, I appreciate you saying that. You need to defend them uh wildcats it is a better season than we've seen in the last few years from them so uh yeah wish them luck right there you go excellent and uh before we let you guys go april 27th is our spring seminar in uh oakbrook illinois so if you want to register for that uh mckinney-fodel.com we'll look forward to seeing everybody there but you know what if you can't make it there no problem you can sign up for the virtual uh, registration. So go ahead and do that. And as I always like to say, live with an attitude of gratitude, enjoy every minute moment. And until next time, take care, everybody. Have a great weekend. Bye now. That concludes this podcast episode. For expanded commentary and more detailed information, log on to McKinney Favelle's IQ Ingredient Intelligence platform and listen to our Market Insights podcast. If you're not a subscriber, visit bikini-favel.com for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.